Shiver Me Timbers, you're listening to the Ship Shape Podcast. Today on the Ship Shape Podcast, we have Megan Peggett. Megan is the Director of Marketing and Workforce Development at the Marine Industry Association of South Florida, co-host of Salty Jobs, and is a rising star in the industry. How are you doing, Megan? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, the two co-hosts today are Meryl. I'm a live aboard out in Boston, Massachusetts on a Toshing Toshiba 36 and T. What's up, guys? It's Talab Hati. I'm on the podcast as well. We're going to be talking to Megan. And I'm in Virginia now on my powerboat. And it's a beautiful day in Virginia. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where are you joining us from? I am coming from sunny and hot South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Wow. What, you, you guys are in the middle of a heat spell as well, aren't you? We're always in a heat spell, it <laughs> seems like. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And um, so you have been with the Marine Industries Association now for a few years. You are also a co-host on Salty Jobs. I mean, we can start in either one. They're both very closely linked together, right? Uh, Which one do you like more? (laughs) Well, they are very closely linked. Um, Salty Jobs is an initiative that the association started a few years prior to me even joining the team. So it's just part of one of my duties and responsibilities here that I've taken on as I've joined the team and transitioned into my new role. The video recording part or the marketing part? I really do enjoy the video part. I enjoy learning all the different jobs. And actually, now that I've I started behind the camera directing, and then I oh. moved to in front of the camera, and I really enjoy getting to actually experience some of the different jobs within the industry because there's no better way to learn than with your hands and actually doing it. And so I leave those filming days with a new skill or at least new knowledge. And yeah. I saw some of those episodes. It's almost like dirty jobs, right? Like you guys actually go in there and get your hands dirty. Yeah. So that's really kind of where our team got the idea from when um, video is becoming such a big thing and to reach students and the youth, they have a very short attention span and everything and they're connected to their cell phones and video is a very powerful tool that they have on their cell phones. And so that's kind of where it all stemmed from. So, you know, kind of getting into the beginning of how you got into the maritime industry. Um, how did it really start? I know that you were a basketball star and uh, there was the plywood regatta that was somewhere involved in it. So how about you tell us that background? Yeah, so I came down to Fort Lauderdale to Nova Southeastern to play basketball. And in my senior year of playing, I was starting to get my master's marketing and so I met with a professor that was on campus for her to help me kind of find an internship for my final year of playing while I did school online and everything and she said well actually I'm going to volunteer at this event this um, weekend that I do every year it's called the plywood regatta and they're always looking for extra hands and volunteers do you want to come join me and I said sure why not (laughs) and this was like a sailing regatta is that what this was it's called the plywood regatta Mm -hmm. and so I had no idea at the time, but what the event is about 300 students of middle school students and high school students in teams of six and eight people. Mm -hmm. And they, on Saturday, they're given sheets of plywood, zip ties and 5,200 caulk. And they build and decorate a boat out of just those materials. And then Sunday they come back in and they race them in the 
canal right there. No and way. So, yeah, it's the coolest event. It's become my favorite event that our association does. But I had no idea what I was get, going getting myself into when I said yes for that weekend. And I went in with an open mind and met the team and everything. And then by the time I left there, I had talked to the CEO and president, Phil Purcell and Lori Wheeler. And we we're on track to get start interning with them when I returned from the summer. Nice. Okay, so it was totally out of the blue that you sort of got pulled into this. You, you didn't know this was going to happen at all. I had no idea. <laughs> mm. Were you uh, a boater or anything prior to the plywood regatta? Did your family I, boat or anything? I really wasn't. Um, I grew up, my dad was in the military, the army specifically, and so not even the Navy or Marines. So <laughs> he was <laughs> land-based. And so we weren't always near the water either and just moving around a lot. So... No, I was always very into sports. I was a gymnast. I was a basketball player, but our family was not big boaters. And then eventually you had to be like, I'm getting into the boating industry. It looked like your career path was headed towards more sports. Definitely. I definitely kind of entered college with that mindset and it quickly transitioned to where I was opening my mind to pretty much any opportunity I could um, step into. And it just happened to be that I chose a school down here that's in the yachting capital of the world so i feel like it was might have been bound to happen <laughs> mm. what um mm. skills from you know all the coaching and 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 uh sports that you did transitioned over into maritime you know obviously you're working with kids and so how do those skills translate i think being an athlete growing up my entire life it really teaches you kind of hard work and working as a team which at our association is a really big thing we are a small team there's only five of us, but we are powerful when we all come together. And so I think having that experience of working with a team growing up my entire life has really transitioned well into the professional world. And something my one college coach always said was, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And mm. that couldn't be more true because you always want to challenge yourself, challenge others, and keep growing and learning. And you only do that by putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that one of our liverboard guests just on the last episode one of their tips of advice was exactly that at the end of it oh like really yeah be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah and that's huge and so then so you you transitioned you are you still doing sports uh in the background or have you just totally left that sphere i no longer play basketball formally but i am very into running and newly into pickleball what's pickleball pickleball it's like a combination of ping pong tennis volleyball racquetball anything of that nature so how big it, the ball it's like a wiffle ball from uh, yep. okay. very fun <laughs> and and are you sort of getting professional on that level or is it just a no, thing. not no. at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Do not have a future career in pickleball. <laughs> okay, okay. So where should we go next? So you are now an intern. I mean, like back then, you you joined as an intern. You you have finished your masters, or is still going on, right? My masters was still going on, yes. And then you finished your MBA, I guess, right, in marketing mm -hmm. and stuff. And then these guys offered you a job, and you're like, yes, please. Yeah, so I finished playing and I had a year left to finish my master's, which was all online. And so I decided to stay with the team as an intern mm -hmm. while I finished my master's. And about halfway through that December, January of my last year of my master's is when I transitioned to from intern to full time at the association. So that final semester, I was working full time here and get, finishing my master's. 
And so describe a little more. I, I don't know if you had a good sense in the beginning, but you probably did once you were taking a full-time job. Like what does a Marine Association entail? Yeah, like what, what even drew you to it? So what really drew me to it initially was the team members here. Uh, they're great to work with and seeing what they do, all the community events like the Plywood Regatta and our waterway cleanup that we put on each year. It's really something very cool to be a part of. But our association is really, um, we describe it as kind of like the Chamber of Commerce for recreational boating down here. Mm -hmm. And so we represent hundreds of members who are marine businesses in the Tri-County area, which is Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade down here. And we kind of serve as the voice and we put on networking events for our members and we advocate on their behalf. And we just, we're like the Chamber of Commerce. That's the best way to describe it. Well, even though you guys are the Association of South Florida, you guys are, you know, one of the strongest trade associations that's out there. And um, I know that you guys have definitely reached out to a lot of the other trade associations and kind of given them pointers and tips on kind of outreach and uh, trying to bring the youth into the industry. Can you talk a little bit about how Florida stacks up compared to the rest of the country in terms of boating? Well, Florida is definitely the number one state for boating. It's the number one state for registered boaters and converting the population who own boats down here. And so we definitely lead the way in that sense. And we just love working with other associations throughout the nation. There's nothing better than collaborating with them and seeing what they're doing, what's working for them, what they've kind of learned along the way and sharing what we've done too. Um, That's the best way to get new ideas is by talking with others and collaborating. So what would you describe as like the key benefits of being part of a trade association Mm. to begin with? Definitely. There's nothing better than the relationships that you can form with our association and your fellow members and the advocacy efforts that we do on behalf of the entire marine industry. Um, We can just come together as one voice and different networking events, different events that we put on that they can, that our members can get involved in, they can form these relationships with other marine businesses, which will only strengthen their professional world, personal world, and everything, and our entire industry. So coming together makes us a stronger industry collectively. So salty jobs. Let's talk a little bit about that. So you're on, is it season five right now? We are finishing season four, actually. We just filmed an episode this week. So So, um, how has that been? You know, um, it seems like it's doing pretty well. It's getting a lot of views and all of that. And when I was up in, uh, I was up at New Bedford Vocational School, and they were actually playing some of your videos to their students, and uh, it, it just caught me by surprise. I was like, "Wow, you know, what outreach!" Well, that's first of all awesome to hear that you're seeing that series <laughs> all the way up there. So yeah, we've done. We've just finished filming our 41st episode, and so I came in to the association after this. after Salty Jobs has already been launched. I believe it was in between seasons two and three. And so, like I had said prior, I started out behind the camera. That was kind of my thing is directing and like having a good eye for what looked good, getting some ideas of what we could film. And then Mm -hmm. when the current, the host at the time, Sean Smith, when he um, left the association, he moved out of state. I had already stepped in for one or two episodes with him here and there. And so I kind of, I transitioned then into full-time co-host from there and really stepped in front of the camera, which was talk about being uncomfortable first, but (laughs) (laughs) it's now Mm. become much easier after getting through those first few episodes. And it's something I really enjoy seeing 
coming from not much experience in the marine industry world at all, not growing up boating or anything, I've learned so much on those filming days of taking part in those jobs, talking to the people who are actually working in those jobs at different companies. It's amazing the wide range of skills and opportunities and just everything that is out there in the industry. It is not a one size fits all. So to tell us more, so what was the funnest job? What was the worst job? Well, the worst job was definitely a pump out. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you don't live on a boat, lady. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They, everyone always joked for the longest time with Sean when he was hosting was, oh, we got to get you a job on the pump out. And somehow that was one of the first episodes I did. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, maybe it's um, just, yeah. They started everybody. They're like, here, learn the ropes. This is the worst yeah. one to learn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I did do that. That was a little, just that stuff about dirty jobs. <laughs> that was a dirty mm-hmm. one. But probably the most fun one I've done is with the U.S. Coast Guard. We did one with the really? uh, station Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale down here. And they took us out on their cutter and we got to watch them do a helicopter rescue training simulation and, and out the, on the water. The, the cutters are those big boats, right? Yes. And then they took us out again and we did a, we did a rescue boat simulation drill where we had one of our board members actually was acting as a disabled boater who we threw the line to and rescued them and then i actually jumped out into the water and we did a man overboard drill so they had me jump in and they circled way far away and then they came and simulated rescuing a man overboard which was me that is cool and this was way out in the deep blue ocean much further out than I thought we were going. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, jump in. <laughs> go here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. And then obviously everything in between. So I've, And like, uh, uh, Meryl and I were watching this one video where somebody was like shaping back a propeller and, you know, he was handing like the hammer to somebody else. And how, how do you, how do you find, you know, these interesting things? So really, it's all of our members. That's one of the things is you have to be a member of our association to be have your company in an episode and they will reach out to us. We've had a waiting list for so long of companies really? who just want to be, they want to show their jobs. They want to be a part of it. Salty jobs. I mean, it's a great thing for the industry. It's a great thing for their company. We don't, we promote the job more than the company, but of course they get benefit as well of being able to show that they were in an episode. So it's a win-win for everyone. Well, I love how the show really highlights the amount of different services that are in the maritime industry, right? It's pretty easy to forget that maritime is just as complicated as as homes, right? Probably a little bit more, right? So you've been able to see so many different career paths and job choices and, and all of that. Can you talk on a a little bit about the complexity of maritime? Yeah, I think that's a very big misconception that some people have is they think of the marine industry and they might think of just people who work on board the boats. They see boats going up and down our river here and they might just think of the captain or the crew that's on board. But the number of jobs that that one boat creates, it's probably on its way to a shipyard where it's going to get service, where it might get a a new paint job, or it might, might be having work done on its engine. And so I think just looking at it from that perspective of what that one boat does for our industry and our whole economy and the job that does create it's salty jobs has opened my eyes to that as we have not repeated a job really mm. and we still don't don't see that happening in the foreseeable future and so it just goes to show you how many 
different paths there are in our industry. And I think that's definitely something that's overlooked sometimes. Now, when you do these videos, right, and you're doing all these jobs, how have you seen a lot of young people kind of already in those type of jobs or most of the companies are kind of like a little bit older up north they're definitely a little bit older yeah so definitely our industry there's without a doubt we're an aging workforce and so that's really even what launched selfie jobs to begin with is to get that next generation interested involved and just knowing about the industry and the opportunities that are within it so we definitely work with companies that have been around with forever especially down here a lot of them are family owned and operated and they've been around in the family for generations but it's also very cool because throughout the episodes we do interview who we're actually working with that day and if it's a new tech on board or something and they're younger it's really cool to get their story of how they personally heard about the industry because it's never the same story as someone else and i think that's even powerful for viewers to see too is they might just pick up one little detail from that um, person on screen of, hey, they did it, so I can definitely do it. Or, oh, I see myself doing that. I relate to that person and they didn't know what they wanted to do or they were working in the service industry or the automotive industry and they stumbled upon the marine industry and here they are today. So just sharing all those stories that it's really for anyone out there. And then do you guys have like an apprenticeship program or something like that? We do. So in 2019, our association with Atlantic Technical College, we started the Yacht Service Technician Apprenticeship Program. And so what that is, is a two-year program where the apprentices work full-time at one of our participating companies, and then they attend class once a week at night, and they get their learning multiple competencies, basically becoming a well-rounded like shipyard skills. So anything from welding to carpentry, shipyard safety, employability, they're learning all those skills in the two-year program to earn their certificate at the end of it. So you started at South Florida pre-COVID, right? And one of the things that I've seen in in the industry is that during the, the time of COVID, everyone had like blinders on to the amount of boat sales that were happening. And not a lot of people were looking at all the other components of maritime. But post COVID, it seems that there's a major push from many organizations about the the lack of service providers, the lack of, you know, that structure. Can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah, I member businesses down here are definitely looking and pushing to hire because now that there are that we did see such a big bump of new boat owners in during COVID because people realized what a great activity it was to do out on the water away from everyone that now there's a very large population of new boaters out there that may not fully know what they got themselves into. And so they're learning it on as they go. So definitely filling many vacancies and job positions in the service world. And there's also so many new technologies coming out. And I bet like, again, a place like Florida is the forefront of those. Are you guys seeing that more in memberships for the association, like more solar companies, more electric motor companies, stuff like that? It's definitely a trend we're seeing just throughout the entire uh, marine industry in general is the different electric boats that are coming out or the different technologies, different apps that make boating easier. It's definitely on a cool path forward and trending as technology does. So the trade association obviously brings all of these people together and, and you're seeing all these trends change and new people come into the industry, both in terms of the service professionals and like you said, like so many boaters are also not joining. How does a trade association sort of bridge that gap between you know the consumers and the producers? 
We really are a way to bring everyone together. We are out in the community putting on different events, like I said, like the Plywood Regatta and Waterway Cleanup. And so people who aren't even working in the maritime, the marine industry down here, they can still know about us and maybe their students can learn about us and maybe eventually get involved. And then collectively with our marine businesses, it really gives them a chance to get to know one another more and just promote our industry as a whole throughout our entire community. That's really one of our major pillars, if you will, of the association is promote our industry and what it does. Because I mean, down here in South Florida, just in the Tri-County area, we're a $12.5 billion industry. And so when you hear that number, it's mind blowing sometimes of how big that actually is. There's 149,000 jobs in our region in the marine industry. And so the more we can promote that and get involved personally with our community and work with community partners who aren't even in our industry is the way we can all grow and keep moving forward. Do you guys set up the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show or how does that work? Yeah, so we are owners of the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, and we work with Informa Markets, which is the largest uh, trade show producer in the world, and they are our partners in producing the show. Well, the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show is like the biggest boat show in the world. Yes, the largest in-water boat show. That's correct. Yeah, when I was there uh, last year, it was the first time I'd been to Fort Lauderdale. And just the density of maritime down there just like kind of blew me away, right? There was so many different companies and so many boats. We're I'm coming from New England, right? So the big ones that we have are like the Newport Boat Show, which mm-hmm. was minuscule compared to <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. So Megan, I had a question about, again, you've been doing this for a few years and Florida might be different from the Northeast, but like you said, you had a hundred and, what did you say, 40,000 149,000 jobs in the industry in the region down here. And so would you have a sense, maybe again, like not specific numbers, but would you have a sense of like what percentage would be like, are are there more women coming into the industry? Like out of that 149,000, how many are women? I do not know exactly the percentage of how many are women, but there's definitely a growing trend and push for women in the industry. And I think, I mean, as a woman myself in the industry, it's definitely something I really like to see and even my boss here Lori she has become a huge mentor in my life and leader and she as a especially as a female in the industry and like seeing everything that she does and the way she works it's powerful when you can see someone like that doing so well in the industry and making a such a big difference you know going uh, talking about services is one thing and kind of all the different roles that go into it like you know some person that's going to be uh, doing propeller repair. You have like videos for how that actually goes down, but you're in the business of boating, right? And being in the business of boating, what does your job roles entail? Like, what do you do on that front? So my job here at the association is with marketing and workforce development. So one of those things is looking at ways we can engage the youth specifically and educate them on the entire marine industry and the opportunities that are within it. And then just marketing for our association. So our association has three really big major events that we we do each year with our Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, our waterway cleanup and plywood regatta. And so my role in that is really in the graphics, the marketing areas of those events. And then just different ways 
working with schools, different local partners like the Boys and Girls Club, YMCA. Um, we put on field trips for those students to take them out onto the water on our water taxi up to local shipyards to tour them. Any ways that we can build relationships with the community and partners and schools and just develop their interest and knowledge of the industry, that's kind of been my role here. So tell us more about the ocean cleanup. We've mentioned it a couple of times, but what's happening there? Yeah, so the waterway cleanup is Broward County's largest and longest environmental event. And so what this event is, is the first Saturday of March every year. We have more than 35 sites across the county and we bring in more than 1200 volunteers in that morning wow. and they come and clean up the waterways, the parks, the community all together. And then after the cleanup is over, we all come together in what we call the trash bash, where it's just a thank you party for the volunteers for mm-hmm. giving their Barbecue. time. Yeah. Yes. So it's a very nice. fun and day. Does it turn like, are people like swimming around collecting trash or is it just from the shores or what's going on? So they can clean up by land or by boat. So most of the sites are accessible by boat as well. And so the people will take their kayaks, their paddle boards, their mm. boats out and clean up together or they'll just go along the shoreline and clean up they can clean up many different ways mm. that sounds so cool that sounds like such a good community building exercise it is it's something that has been around for a very long time in our county and the, to see it grow and just to see the volunteers who return every single year or as they're leaving the trash bash they say see you again next year <laughs> it's definitely something that we have a lot of repeat volunteers every single year who love the event just as much as we do. That's cool. And and what other sort of community building projects like that are there? So we, our two big ones is that and our plywood regatta, which I had mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then we work, do work with a lot of other community partners. Like we've done Habitat for Humanity. We've built houses with some of our member businesses. Houses on the water? No. Not on the water, just with, okay. we've uh, sponsored and helped build the houses in the um, community down here in South Florida. So not on the water, but (laughs) um, we support local community partners like that. And then we also have started the Marine Research Hub, which is really Mm. just promoting the blue economy down here in South Florida. We've partnered with local universities down here to help with their research and projects that they have ongoing. So we're always looking for new ways to get involved out there in the community and different ways we can be at the table per se of different things that are happening. I got so many questions, you know, I just don't even know where to start. So, (laughs) um, you know, from your experience and seeing people that are in the industry and also like how to get into it, how would, if someone's listening to this right now, how would someone get into the industry? You know, like what would be a good avenue, a good approach? Like, you know, how would you navigate that? Well, there are many ways they could go about this. Um, There's definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach to getting into the industry. But I think just one of them is putting yourself out there and going out to the businesses. If you're a student, finding an internship with one of the marine businesses where you can learn on the job or entering, um, getting hired by one of our company, one of our participating companies and being an apprentice in our apprenticeship program. Just any way you can start building those relationships with people who are already in the marine industry definitely is one way to get involved because so many times people say it's not what you know it's who you know and so the more you can the more relationships you can build with those already in the industry and find a mentor who can help guide you and maybe introduce you to other people and other opportunities I mean that's how I got involved in the industry was 
my a former professor introduced me to the association here. And so I have heard a thing for that relationship that was formed here and where I am today. So definitely find a mentor. I think that's the best way to get involved is to find that marine industry mentor and professional you look up to and can learn from. Sounds like good advice. How much entrepreneurship have you seen? You know, like obviously getting hired by uh, an already established shipyard is one thing, but have you seen a lot of people kind of starting their own businesses out in your region? I think definitely, yes. That's one of the things that is a really cool opportunity within our industry is that for one, you don't need a four-year university degree necessarily to enter our industry. You could get a certificate in welding or a certificate in any of the skilled trades and you start working for a company and you start saving the money and everything because you make a good amount of money and and you don't come out with a four-year university debt that comes along Mm. with the diploma most of the time. And Mm. so the more you can save like that and then you have your skill, you have a toolbox and like you have a truck and you can start your own service um, business with your skilled trade. And so it's definitely someone who wants to be their own boss someday because that's always what you hear people saying is they don't want to work for anyone is there's plenty of opportunity for that in our industry. Nice. And then Megan, I wanted to, uh, you mentioned outreach with schools. I just wanted to sort of mm-hmm. dig a little deeper then is that are the schools like actually offering courses now maybe am i being too optimistic like no they are they are so so we have we worked really closely with new river middle school down here who has a marine magnet program and then south broward high school which also has a marine magnet program and then there's a another high school in the area that is just starting their own marine program and so we specifically work really closely with those two schools they're great partners to have We will bring them on field trips to the local shipyards with the students at the South Broward High School. We do what's called the Marine Industry Elevator Pitch Competition. And so we go in and talk to them about all the different jobs that are in the industry. And they essentially pick one that they're interested in and they create a one to two minute elevator pitch presentation of why they're interested in that job and why they would be a good fit for that position. And they go through a couple rounds of competition in front of we bring in industry professionals who are actually working in the industry mm. as judges and we give out scholarships for that we award the top five and then the overall winner gets a scholarship mm. and so the intern yeah yeah and it's amazing <laughs> even we have an intern here at our association who actually won the competition this past mm. year and so talking about finding that mentor getting your foot in the door and meeting someone actually in the industry is we've had quite a few students who competed in the competition who then one of the judges saw them and was reached out to me and said connecting with that student, I want to hire them for an internship or see what I can learn from mm. them and bring them onto my team. That's huge. I wasn't expecting that. So that's good to know. Mm. Nice. That's headway already, right? That means yes. like, and, but is that just in, you said there's Broward County, is that just in Broward or do you think it's spreading further into Florida as well? It's definitely spreading, especially in the Tri-County area. There are other maritime schools. There's Palm Beach Maritime Academy and other maritime schools that students can get involved in. But from what I've seen, it's very, it's much more popular down here in the Tri-County area. Nice. There's another topic I want to bring up. Like on a side note, we went to the Iris Career Day, which is International Yacht Restoration School, and we were speakers there. And uh, when we were there, there were a lot of people that had booths trying to basically get these kids jobs, right? But a good chunk of them weren't necessarily in maritime, right? There was like NASCAR groups there trying to get these kids that are, you know, basically studying about boats. 
how does that have an impact on things, right? You know, the other industries basically trying to come in and seeing the value of lessons learned through maritime and try to cherry pick our, our people. <laughs> well, from what I've experienced on here is that for those who have entered our industry, it's very hard for them to leave. Hmm. <laughs> and so I think our industry is very unique in that once you're in, you kind of see the entire value of it. You have those relationships that you feel with other professionals in the industry, other companies. And so I think it's one of those unique industries that once you kind of get the bug, if you will, that you don't want to leave it and you just want to keep growing or changing within it. And so I don't think it's too much to worry about in terms of finding a, of poaching, uh, other industries poaching our professionals. I think what we offer is something that's unique and different and you're not going to find that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And what about, so make a Going forward, what are your plans? Are you going to stay more on the business side of things? Are you going to get your hands dirtier by your own boat? What are you going to do? <laughs> I definitely love what I'm doing right now with the association, with the team that I get to come to work with every single day. Hands might get dirtier as we do more salty jobs episodes. So we'll have to see what jobs we have coming up next. But I think I'm definitely very happy with where I am now. And just all the people I get to work with, all the people I get to learn from every day. We get, our association is very lucky in that we get to work with all of the different types of marine industry businesses and members out there. And with the boat show, seeing that all come together. So definitely I got a good thing going. So one of the things, right, is that if you look at recreational boating and marine, right, it hasn't really been around that long. If you take a look at it, like it kind of started in the 60s. And I mean, your association tag, our viewers can't see it. It says since 1961. So it's pretty early on in marine when you really think about it. You know, where do you see the industry kind of headed in in what you do in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years? Like what would be your optimistic impression of kind of how things are going? I think there's nothing that our industry can't conquer and accomplish. Um, You look at the way we advocated for our marine businesses to stay open and working during COVID, how we still hosted the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show in 2020 as a live event when so many other events were being canceled. And so I think the way people can see our industry and specifically down here, our marine businesses weather any storm, especially hurricanes, we get those as well, weather any storm and overcome it, I think that shows our resiliency and that we are on a good path forward and that there's really no ceiling to what we can keep growing and doing as an an association and an industry. Yeah. You know, in boats, it's unique in the, in the sense, right? Like auto, right? Like cars last 12 years usually. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they're scrapped, but boats are eternal with the fiberglass And a lot of the boats that were made in the 60s, 70s, and 80s are still around. I mean, I'm sitting on a boat that was built in the 80s. And so it's like there's more boats being built every year and more people getting into the industry and also people staying into the industry that Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such an untapped market that people don't necessarily realize how vast it is, how it's going to keep growing no matter what. Definitely. And they say that the average boater will look to upgrade and get a new boat every 18 months. So when you think about that, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And so when you think about that and you think about Florida being the highest rate of conversion for registered boaters with our population, the way it's growing here in South 
in the entire state of Florida. The amount of new boaters that are set to hit the water in the coming years is really crazy to think about. And that's funny. And you guys can sort of predict that in Florida because you're one of the only states that needs a license to be on the water, right? Yeah. So you think about just all those boats on the water with the FL tag, but then you also have our different ports down here that bring in boats. And Hmm. we are definitely a destination powerhouse. Yes. (laughs) uh, When I went to the Fort Lauderdale boat show, I was in one of the, the giant hotels and I was like looking out into the distance and I could see all these like crazy inlets that like Florida is made of, right? And coming from New England, which is a very kind of different boating mentality, a lot of bigger yachts, you know, a lot of sailboats. So Florida is just, it's hard to describe how much of a Mecca boating is down there. And people are always telling me, oh, you should go down to Fort, La- you know, stay down there. Why would you be mm. up in New England? <laughs> Definitely not a bad place to be down here. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it sounds pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, not I did live in Maine in New England for a few years, so I have experienced the cold weather in the seasons, which are nice as well. Well, um, as we kind of wrap this up, you know, what tips would you give? You know, you, you talked about having mentors. What were some yeah. of the lessons that you learned through your mentors? Definitely be open-minded at all times. I had said earlier about the get comfortable being uncomfortable, but just be willing to say yes and put yourself out there. And just as I did in saying yes to volunteering at that Playa Regatta, you never know what saying yes to could be actually an opportunity or a door opening. You may not even realize it is a door when you're saying Mm. yes at the beginning. And so the more you can just keep challenging yourself, challenging those around you, that's the best way to keep growing and becoming a better version of yourself i like it i like it so megan maybe on our way out maybe just let our listeners know where they can find you where they can find out more about the all the projects you guys are working on all the events you guys are organizing where can people find you you can find out more about the association we have uh, across all uh, social media platforms we are miasf 61 or the Marine Industries Association of South Florida. And then you can follow our Salty Jobs video series on YouTube by simply searching Salty Jobs. And then we are on Facebook and Instagram for Salty Jobs at Salty Jobs TV. So we are across a wide range of platforms. And we'll uh, we'll put all the links in the description below. Yeah, I really appreciate your time, Megan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, good luck on the on the ocean. Don't go too far out, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> friends with the Coast Guard now, they'll save me. <laughs> yeah, or, or exactly. I make good friends in high places. <laughs> yeah. But no, thank you so much for all your insight. And we hope, like you do, that it you know, helps bring more people onto the water, living on the ocean, you know, jobs on the ocean, livelihoods on the ocean. That's what we're going for as well. So... Hope to have you maybe on the show in a couple of years again when you had some more adventures on the above. (laughs) Definitely. And hopefully we'll see you at the Fort Lauderdale show this coming October. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Check back every Tuesday for our latest episode. And be sure to like, share and subscribe to ShipShape.pro.